pick up your paintbrush. It's time for Hobby Support Group. Da, 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 da. The gallery. Good evening, Ben. Good evening, Tom. And you are in for a treat this evening, Ben, because you are taking a brave step into the world of audio descriptions of painted miniatures. I am flipping excited about the prospect. Welcome. I've always marvelled at you and Andy and your, um, you know, your use of language as you <laughs> labour well, of describing models. I'm, I'm looking forward to giving it a go myself. Because we, we we do know that this is a popular segment and despite this being available as a YouTube video, more people still listen to it in the pure audio format for some truly bizarre and unknown reason. But never <laughs> mind. <laughs> And I am one of them. Today's gallery covers November and December. Hopefully I've managed to catch everyone's work. If I have missed you out, please just drop me a message and I can post it into January's. Starting from next month, we will be back to the monthly gallery and we will also stop including things from the Hobby Support Group, Group Terrain Build Group as well. So those of you mm. terrain fans who sort of want to see some terrain works in progress, Go have a look over at that group. Links are on the main gallery page. Or keep your ears open for descriptions of terrain builds in a future <laughs> episode. And I have to say, it's a very active group as well. Really active. People are really getting stuck in on there. Brilliant. It, it's almost uh, slightly disheartening that the terrain group has reached like nearly three quarters of the size of the main group in less than a week. And yet the main group has been going for like over two years. Not going to... <laughs> take that personally just we will do i think it's just the terrain people are fanatical that's well, what it is it's so it's brilliant but anyway that's terrain for the future although there may be some terrain being chatted about today but let's start off with minis and actually not even a mini or even a few minis we're starting off with a full warband and yeah. today we're starting off with andres's Mayawati warband Apologies for pronunciations on everybody's name, your war bands, your armies and everything. I will get them all wrong, despite having practiced them just before we started the call. So, yeah, I, I, I must admit, I have no idea of the historical provenance of this particular war band of Mutatawi, is it? Looks like that. Um, but they're beautiful, aren't they? It's it's a really nice group of miniatures. There's a nice sort of I like the way that there's um that kind of cohesiveness to the to the force um, by using that kind of red colour to sort of tie them all together. Yeah. Um, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I, I really like that idea of how like, like tying the red and the fabrics together, it makes them look like they're all from the same place. You know, the, the, yeah. the same dyes of making the same cloths and yeah. these look really nice. The bases also look really nice. Mm. And I think these I, I did do a quick Google for what these were. Oh, good. Um, and what primarily comes up with is they are a unit type from the Total War games and are a, like, I think historically they were a sort of Near Eastern sort of like religious order sort of. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Group, like fanatical religious warriors. That kind of makes sense with that, with the gentleman in the middle with his, with his book um, and his staff driving them forwards. 
I think what I really like about this in particular is in particular is the fact that there are groups within the whole mass that are kind of tied together by a particular key colour, a little accent colour. So you could break the army down into into smaller groups, um, which would be easily recognisable um, on the on the game table as well. So that's I think that's a really nice touch. Yeah, like I, I've no idea what game these are actually meant to play for. And I don't know, but they they look like it, they would be brilliant for playing something like Lion Rampant, Saga, yeah. those sorts of things. Where you, yeah, as you say, you, know, you you break them down, and I think they instantly, you know, you know, well, this is a squad of the like orange cloaked wearing dudes. These are the axe wielding dudes. But then also when they're all put together, they just again form like a cohesive army. Very nice. Look forward to seeing more of Andres's work in the future. We now move on to Andy from the Friends of General Haig's work for the last couple of months. And we start off with some very fancy, very dandy flags and a casualty Mm -hmm. marker. And I know you're also quite partial to a fancy flag, Ben. But Oh, very much so. Yeah. I think this is some quite dandy flag action. This dandy flag action and actually um, the, the basing there is beautiful, Andy. I really, really like that. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm considering a new army at the moment and how I might go about basing it. And this is a, a particular inspiration. I, I really, really like it. Um, and I'm also work, working on some wound markers as well. <laughs> so this is this is very well timed. Thanks, Andy. I really like this the, the the command base on the sort of triangular base. I really like that idea. It's something I've mm. never seen before or thought of, but I really quite like that idea. Yeah, it kind of funnels your attention to the bloke at the front, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes him look even that bit more dandy. Then mm. some pikemen and musketeers. Beautiful. Love these. I think you know. I think the detail of not only painting the buttons on the jackets, but then painting the buttonholes on the opposite <laughs> side, and he may be a little bit rude, I think, for some of those of us who, are, who aren't amazing painters. Now, I'm not doing just buttons, I'm doing buttonholes as well now. It's, um, yeah, and beautifully highlighted goatees as well. Uh, they are the, the, lovely facial hair. You have to spend a bit of time with facial hair like that, don't you? Well, I think if, if, if you're wearing, if, if you've got the full Van Dyke, bring out in all its glory. Feathers in their caps. These are lovely. These really, are, really nice. You know, the, the more, like, pike and shot era armies I see, the more they actually, even though they can be quite monotonal in colour, just the more fun I find them to actually be. And it's so interesting, aren't they? Yeah. And it's, it's just, you know, the, and there is sort of like just so much opportunity on them to go crazy with the detail. If you want to go to painting buttonholes and lace Mm. frills and heels and things. And then, you know, jump out into some of the cavalry and, well, what's not to say, about these these really love. lovely sculpts and really like the painting of the horses mm. nice to see somebody 
giving them a non-standard blaze, which is quite a treat for the yeah, yeah. horse fans out there. Um, really like these, you know, really nice, some more good flag action. Yeah, is that, is, that a, is that a bay? Would we call that a bay? That one in the middle? Yes, the standard bearer. I, th- I think with we've... the socks and the and a little mark on its head. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, I think we've got them all. And then you know the, the bugler on the unfortunately coloured one there, which is uh, pretty vilely marked, which is <laughs> suitable <laughs> for his bugler. Um, That's really. I like the um, I like the um, the kind of sort of accent colours on the on the command models as well, which really do make them pop. Um, the the green on the standard bearer. And the blue sashes, uh, the large blue, large blue sashes on the on the bugler and the commander. That's yeah, that's that's really makes them stand out from the. Yeah, and then the... carrying the on with like then just like the little blue head. Mm. The the ribbon around the standard so bearer's that's... hat. Yeah, like that, and yeah, and just the things like the lace collar on the standard bearer and stuff, just to make him look that little bit more fancy. Oh, he's dead fancy, isn't he? Oh. Bit of Nottingham lace there. Oh. These are, and the, again, as just we were talking about with that other warband, how you can have sort of like a, a unit or a force that comes together. Sort of like as we were just looking at the bearer and the commander on their own base, they looked great, but they also look great as part of this unit on as their own. So you can you know, almost break down this unit into smaller subunits as well if mm-hmm. you want it works. Mm-hmm. Really well. And then another casualty marker. This one a bit more forlorn of that failed cavalry charge. Uh, yeah. So is 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 he wounded as well, or is he just really sad about his horse? Let's be charitable and say he's just really sad about his horse. It's it's yeah. it, it's his remount that he's already had shot out from underneath him. So he's 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 done for the day. He's, Bless That's you. a really nice sculpt, actually. It does. It does look really forlorn, doesn't he? I, I may have to. I'm going to have to try and find where that's from because that may have to. Yeah, you, you don't see too many <laughs> horse casualty models like that, do you? Like laying down and. No, it's uh, really quite nice uh, yeah. in a horrible way. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, in the worst possible way is lovely. <laughs> Somebody who plays an inordinate amount of cavalry-based armies, some actual that would might have to find out where that's from. We now move on to Andy, and we start off with I think some of the, his favourite kind of hobbying, some yeah. ten mil tanks. And yeah, lovely, really nice, grubby tanks, properly grubby tanks, proper grubby little Shermans, you know, micro machines with attitude. Yeah, I know Andy loves love he loves working on the small tanks. It's one of his favourite things to do. So you can you can tell he he's just yeah. loving this. <laughs> I think I I I know I'm confident in saying that I think ten mil is his favourite scale to paint, and I think mm. painting tanks is his favourite thing. Playing so ten mil tanks are what he paints. So he's hardly painted any of them. I think he's only painted those two. I think what mostly what he's been painting is some twenty eight mil turinants. Which form part of his super cheap seniors rampant army, and yeah. he's been knocking those out, hasn't he? They're lovely. I I really like these. I not really a fan of 
Tyranids, either like in the, like the 40k fluff or the models for them very much really that they've never sort of really done it for me space bugs there's you know if i want to do gribbly space aliens i want xenomorphs and that's it but uh but i think basically that's not xenomorphs aren't they that's the kind of legally distinct i think yeah (laughs) exactly exactly. legally distinct xenomorphs um well aliens that sample genes of (laughs) other creatures and then form a (laughs) yeah a body that is similar to them wait a minute (laughs) does sound familiar but, uh, but whatever they are Andy's done a cracking job on them yeah I think this project started off really as for doing one page rules and just yep. building like a, a really cheap sci-fi army for playing one page rules but I think it's also morphed into now going to be a Xenos rampant army as well and just yeah. what can you build super cheap yeah and I, I really I like I like the sorry Tom go on no, and I think something that's really worth noting with these is these are, although he's, he's built them as his super cheap Tyranid army, they do not in any way look super cheap. They look really nice. No, I, I, I really like the um, the Hive Fleet that he went for, which I can't remember the name of, but the the colour scheme is, is a great choice because it really stands out, doesn't it? That It really pops well, the, the kind of bone white with the, with the kind of, the lovely kind of blood red, scales i think they they look that looks really good yeah i think it looks really cool across like the whole army it sort of like all ties it in really together all the different kinds mm. of ribbly from like you know, the great big creatures to the little creatures also like the bases i think the, the bases yeah. are quite you know they look nice and then the like little the, uh, like the face testicles as well they're like purple face testicles uh, yeah the uh like the ball chinian from men in black yeah the uh venom sacks or whatever to make it pg-13 uh yes, I, don't know, I, I don't know what the, the gw nom de will for them will be these days but yeah i think also that that bit of like purple spot color yeah that really really works i know uh, i'm assuming these are more of his newfound passion for the oil washing because they look nicely mm. round and then you know talking That's about cool. the yeah uh, the, the color scheme works on like little gaunts up to great big. I don't yeah, know what they're great. called. It's hive not tyrant. Is it hive tyrant? Yeah, it's a hive tyrant. That one. Yeah, it's lovely. Some... Scary fella, isn't he? Yeah, he looks like he's going to sort of like nick your milk money, doesn't he? Or you know, it's going. Gonna... <laughs> it does. And when you add it together with those the um the gargoyles that he did before. Looking at all those together, that's just that looks fantastic, doesn't it? Yeah, that that give you the willies as it came across the table. That's pretty scary. Difference in, in the size it is there. I think you're sort of reaching for a flamethrower, aren't you? And oh, well, yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got, <laughs> I've got a zippo lighter somewhere. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think we, I think we might need to call the exterminator in. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think the, these again are just like a really. They look like a really cool useful army that you're not just going to have to play 40k with because he's built them not to play 40k with mm. but you can just use them as anything and even in like a and d game or something you know mm. you start off with the the gaunts and then move up to a gargoyle and then you end up with that tyrant or something you've got almost like yeah. a whole campaign's worth of minions and bosses and stuff to sort of fight your way through well, which I've, means- got, I've got I've got a platoon of modern British infantry that do nicely against those, I think. Yes, 
got all sorts. That's really, really cool. And then, um, oh, it's corpse piles. It's corpse piles. Oh, you know, it's a bit, a bit of a, a, a bit of a change. If you thought, well, you know, this high fantasy is a bit, a bit much. So have some, you know, freshly flensed corpses heaped up that are next the, to and an outhouse as well. An outhouse and a tiny barn, which yeah. um, that's not where you want your outhouse, is it? You know, you come out. Well, maybe you do need an outhouse next to that. It's I, I, I don't know. I, I also don't really know in, in what game you're going to be playing where you need multiple giant corpse piles. I think if if oh I don't know. I think there's a few horror games where you could quite easily make use of some <laughs> giant corpse piles. That's that's not throwing shade at these. I think they're really cool. Quite cool piece. They're very grim bits of terrain. They're so um, grim. They're very well done. Yeah. Yeah, and the really nice paint job on them as well. They, they do look as close as I assume a, a pile of slightly gooey skinned corpses would look. Yeah, um, yeah. appropriately like, disturbing. But then talking about absolutely stunning terrain yeah, is the Star Fort, which Andy sickeningly painted up in, I think, about a morning. Um, <laughs> of course he did. It's amazing. Was, this was printed for us by our friend Michael, um, and yeah, I can't wait to play on this. This mm. is going to get a lot of uh, use in our Pikeman's Lament uh, Absolutely games, fantastic. because although it's a, it's a six mil scale Starfort, because what crazy person can fit a Starfort in their life that's not in six mil scale? <laughs> We well, that. we'll find out if it, on the on the ter, on the terrain group. I think there might be a few people that are trying something similar. So uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing. This how is the uh, six mil scaled down version of the 28 mil one that Michael has printed for himself. But oh uh, my God, that's amazing. I think I think the amazing thing about it is because it, you were saying that the, the speed with which Andy Andy painted it up, and what that that is testament to the quality of the of the print, isn't it? Because to be to be able to get that done that quickly, um, I'm, I'm guessing that there's 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 some shades and some some dry brushing on here, but that requires that there's a, a decent amount of detail on it, doesn't it, to make it I look good? I think uh, in throwing, like, no disrespect to Andy at all, I think that the, the the level of painting on this I think was rattle canned black, a dry brush with a bit of stony white, and I think that's it. And it works perfectly because and, of the because the details there. Yeah, and Andy is a, a, like an amazing dry brush. Uh, dry better name for that. Like I, I'm, I can't dry brush to save my life. I'm rubbish at it. But like I, I think if you'd have given me six months to paint this, I couldn't have come up with making it look as nice and as coherent and look like it's all been built at the same time and just been sat there for three months waiting to get blown up. I think. I really like it. It's really lovely. It's really lovely. Those roofs are nice, aren't they? Yeah, the that close up of the roofs is really good. Oh yeah, they're really lovely. I love I love what he's done with those. And then round out uh, a bit more ten mil love. He painted up some of his undead skeleton zombies mm. for our good Warmaster event. That is still happening. We are just having a little bit of uh, delay on getting the date 
nailed down for it. So please bear with us. We are still looking at March for the Warmaster event. So hopefully next month we will see loads more Warmaster stuff being painted. He's done a lovely job. Really like Those faces again on these. And yeah, yeah, absolutely fantastic. I know, I know Andy's really liked these models, hasn't he? Um, and you can see why. For ten for ten millimeter ten millimeter models, those are beautifully detailed, and that's meant that he's been able to pick out some really lovely bits on there. Those those shields um, are. I really like those. I don't know how I don't know how he's done it. I don't know if he's, he's used um, one of the uh, like contrast paints or, or or done a bit of dry brushing on it as well. Um, but they they work really well. The the detail on those has come out really beautifully. I think it's contrast paints. Um, I think he's told me that he just paints 10 mil now. He only uses contrast paint on them. It's working. It's I may working be wrong. Out. He'll tell us soon. Yeah. But I think no, I, I think these these are cracking models. I think like if you, if you, I wouldn't know if somebody said they were 15 mil, I'd just be like, yeah, sure, fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I've seen 28 mil watt skeletons that look worse than those. So nice job, Andy. So that is. Yeah. Andy for this week and so we now move on to the first of the Benjamins with Benjamin Fletcher and a bit of a mixture of things this week both some minis and some terrain and we've already chatted about Tyranids with interesting facial growths so now let's move on to some underhive guys with equally interesting bizarre facial growths yeah, that's nice. I quite like this. I assume this is some Necromunda dude purely by the yeah. boots that he's wearing. Some kind of Cordor fella by the looks of it. Um, but he's he's great, isn't he? I don't know where that model's from. I don't know if it's, if it's a conversion or a print or, or uh, a lot, but it's lovely. Um, and the paint job is, is epic, isn't it? It's brilliant. It's... Uh, you know, just with all of like Ben's stuff, it, it just sort of like it, it fits into like the universe that he's built. Yeah. Of all his like Necromunda underhive dudes, they all just sort of like fit in. And yeah, this this might be a I I have no idea where this model is from. It, it could be a a kit bash. It could be a complete custom job, but it works really well. And I I, I personally like how it doesn't sort of scream like high fan. It doesn't scream grim dark. Or whatever you could use it. No, it could be for anything, couldn't it? Yeah, it's great. And then here are a couple more. Oh, there's a whole gang. The whole gang's here. Uh, I think I might be recognising one of those heads. Or the, the the right hand head on this dude is one of the old Empire zombie heads, the militia yes. zombie heads. Yeah. Um. So possibly these are quite heavily kit bashed but i i think they are i think they are but they're really lovely aren't they yes yeah. I, I love i love ben's style um what he gets what he gets out of these models is fantastic isn't it yeah i really like this like the low-tech underhive sort of vibe to them but they, they they sort of you think of them as oh these are some like turnipy figures but they also fit really well for 40k or yeah. 30k whatever I, I really like how that works 
Yeah, yeah. And you know, then then some more of them are, are more. Yeah. Yeah, they'd work well for more time, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think they would work absolutely brilliant for more time. And like uh, any of those kind of like. Yeah, the, Frostgrave, anything like that. Yeah, Frostgrave, uh, Mjork, the like Rain in Hell, any of those really. I think that those sort of like yeah. alternative like grim games, really cool. But they got it's not all just grim dark in, in the far future. Also built some jungle terrain they'd built with his daughters you know and great use of the aquarium plants because how do you build jungle or like can't futuristic have you, you can you do it without your aquarium plants gotta have them in there now that's great i love that it was a family project as well that made me smile and then i here's like a collection of the bits of scatter train that he built which actually you know and to talk about the terrain group again a little bit this is sort of like a collection of how like small bits of terrain actually all come together to form a full table and like a large piece of terrain because this yeah. is just like a collection of bits of scatter which all together have made a completely full table and yeah they look really nice with more and, to come at the back there by the looks of it hashtag large terrain <laughs> uh, yeah i i really like this i think this this, this looks great gameable usable terrain that's mm. going to stand up to the rigors of being put away and played with and not fall yeah. apart and break because yeah. having built that's a lot of jungle with, that's the killer with jungle train store in it <laughs> yeah it's like you really like those palm trees but then after quite a while but after after not very long like your jungle canopies had quite a few shell bursts in it and it's like yeah they are now fallen so, you know, cracking work as ever, Benjamin. Really liked it. Loving it. And then, as you're here, we now jump straight into the other Benjamin. But you're here already, so we can now talk about your own models while you're here. Welcome to the weird disconnect of talking about yourself <laughs> in the third person. Honestly, I can't even honestly remember what it was. Well, oh, it's, 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 not, it's not a lot, is it? It's just like uh, a complete Highlander. <laughs> unit in in full tart and you know including socks and everything ben so it's, it's it's not a lot to sort of just idly forget about is well, it well to, no to be fair it was only 18 of them <laughs> i've done 18 of them a while ago so it was just finishing them off it was finishing them off um yeah yes that was i was pleased to get them finished i'll tell you that some amazing flag action on these as well uh i i, I don't think I could speaking personally, I can't think of anything more intimidating to try and paint than these models because they are they're really nice models with some cool details on them, but so much of the really important detail you just have to add in paint. Mm. And the kilts look superb. They do look superb, though I can tell which ones I did <laughs> um, whenever it was I did the first 18 and when I did the second 18, because if you look carefully, you'll see that um, I think three of the bases there, Tartan is a little bit more spread out <laughs> than, than the original ones. Um, but but overall, you don't really notice when they're all, when they're all on the table, so that, I'm quite pleased with that. But I, I have to say, actually, painting the Tartan wasn't too bad. 
um, if you do it, you just if you can do it, you do it step by step. Um, so it really, it's just painting lines on models, um, and then you just do different coloured lines until it looks like tartan. Um, so there's there's a few guides out there that will, that will help you do that. It's um, if you just Google how to paint tartan, you'll come up with a you'll come up with the whole range of guide, uh, guides for the various Napoleonic tartans you'll need. And it is it is just a matter of painting lines uh, and then painting a different coloured line or square and then painting another coloured line um, and and it builds up until until you're finished and it and it it is easier than you would think it was. Where it gets trickier. Is I'm working on I'm working on some other ones which who are kneeling down. It's when they start to fold their kilts. <laughs> That's when you get scuppered. But standing up's all right. Um, and the flags, the flags are GMB designs flags. So I, I would highly, highly recommend them if if you are looking for Napoleonic flags because they are absolutely fantastic. Twenty eight mil flags, best flags I found. I think you are sort of underselling just how difficult some of us mortal painters make us imagine, find, yeah, find the yeah. idea of let's just paint some really straight tiny lines that's quite difficult it's just 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 do loads of freehand tiny lines <laughs> yeah perfectly perpendicular yeah, to each other take, point taken point taken um yeah but i i i, I I, I can see how you can just like break it down into the step by step and it's yeah. maybe not as intimidating if you can do the steps how yeah, like it's the only way to do it, i think it's not the good old p dot which again is a million steps but you're just poking it with a cocktail stick you're not trying to do tiny lines now these are these are i'll, I'll get my gallery catchphrasing these are stunning i think these these are oh, amazing kind. looking um and they are really nice sculpts as well i think because quite a lot of highlanders can quite often look a little bit yeah it's, it's, well yeah and actually the, because of that they're actually uh, they're all almost all kit bashed in some way um they're the victrix bodies and some of the victrix arms but mixed in with some peri arms and I've chopped the hats off the Vitrix heads, some of which are quite caricaturish, um, and replaced their heads <laughs> underneath the hat with with peri plastics um, that I've had left over from some of the other British kits. Which, which, what, first of all, it makes them less caricaturish, but also it ties them in better with the rest of the army, which are mostly peri plastics. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of. It's been a bit of a work to get them done, but I've really enjoyed. I've really enjoyed getting them finished. <laughs> well, you, you also posted up some like pictures of the completed brigade, and I can honestly say I don't think I've seen a nicer-looking Napoleonic army posted anywhere, especially not one that is actually to be gamed with and isn't a diorama piece set in a case. So. I think you should. Well, thank you, Tom. That, that's that's very kind. I'm I'm, I'm sure there are. <laughs> I'm sure I've seen some better ones, but I'm, that's really kind of you to say thank you. Um, it's it's been good fun getting there, and there's there's still some more work to do, like finishing, um, finishing off. There's 18 more Highlanders to do for the for the Black Watch um, to get them finished at some point. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been good fun, and and it's nice to see it come together to a point where I can pl start playing games with it, which is the main thing.
Well, I think the, the, the truly surprising thing is because you, you posted some pictures up of them. It's not that you've just got your British that are now playable, is it? You've also got your French that are playable as well. So you, you can play with two yeah. armies. Yeah. Which yeah. Look stunning. And, and would like, I think any model in either of these armies would very easily grace like any 28 mil Napoleonic rule book that's sort of out there. But just to sort of like get, I know these armies have taken you quite a while to get to this stage. Haven't yeah. They? Um, yeah, it's been about six years since I started the first unit for the army so and 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 I, I and it hasn't been a constant thing i just I, every so often i do a battalion and then and then i can't face doing <laughs> another one and then i do something else and then i come back and do another another regiment or battalion or something later on um it's deliberately slow grow uh so that i can face so i can face doing it because i can't face doing that many frenchmen all in one go but um, i would i would honestly say i don't think it's even that slow grow when you consider that how, yeah but like how many hundreds of like it's hundreds I don't know, it's probably about 300 there I reckon. that's quite so a far. lot of paint yeah. and especially as you, you you don't do it it's not all the only thing that you've painted it's no no that's okay. true that's true yes exactly yeah so so I'm, I'm i'm pleased with the progress i'm pleased with the progress and actually i've been really i've been really excited that because it's been a bit of a club project to get some napoleonics done it's been giving me an impetus to get some of it finished off to get them to to a real playable standard so i'm yeah i'm really pleased to really pleased to be getting on the table at last properly um in their full-size battalions it's always been half size up to this point to make sure i could get some games but um yeah this is this has been really good fun uh can't wait to see them on the table it's really they, they are absolutely gorgeous so moving on now to Beno's 2d6 soviets that he's being posting up and the 2d6 mini stuff always looks really really nice i think it, it, it's quite amazing how much detail they managed to get in their six mil figures um you know, especially for them like being true true scale six mil stuff and um, ben is frantically miming to me through Skype, but they can't actually see what I'm talking about. So I have to now try and describe something they can't even see, which, you know, without the power of the orb is quite difficult. So can you now see the tiny yeah, little Soviets that we're chatting about? I can. I no, think, these are great. I think these are great. And I think these models send like a great example to people who like might be a little bit iffy about going, how can you play like possibly like smaller like unit style games in six mil where you sort of you can't tell what any of the like the bases or the units are carrying you look at all of these you can instantly tell what weapons they're carrying you can see who's who what's what uh yeah you know i i, I think these are, are are great and then moving on to some of the tanks that he's been painting up and these are again some of the, the 2d6 t-34s and I don't think you could tell that these are six mil tanks. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think they were. <laughs> I didn't think they were when I saw them on the Facebook page. I mean, they're they're really, really 
beautifully painted. I, I, I really like uh, Benno's style, actually. I really, the, the way he's painted those six mil infantry, um, it's just, it really makes them, I, I think the reason you can tell what they are um, is because of, of, of the style of painting. It, it really helps with that. That that's kind of like deep, the deep shadows and the bright highlights um, on on the on the clothing on the on the pouches on the weapons and stuff like that really really make them pop. You can see exactly that. It's almost like um, it's almost like a car. This is gonna in a good way. It's almost like a cartoon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's almost like they've been rotoscoped, sort of in a way. But... Yes, yes, and and it works. It works brilliantly. Um, yeah. Because it means you can see them, <laughs> which is the risk with six mil World War Two, isn't it? If you if you go really grubby and dirty, as you might do with a larger twenty eight mil model, uh, they would just blend in. Um, you wouldn't well, see yeah, them. It, it's like I have quite literally played twenty eight mil World War Two stuff and lost models on the table because I can't find them because they're blended in. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's, it's almost like these uniforms, which are designed to blend into natural terrain, actually sort of blend in when you put them next to the work. <laughs> so, so I think so. Benno's choice of choice of uh, of colours there, to, I, th I think, is probably slightly brighter than it would be in real life. Like the um, the is it the commissar's hat over there? That kind of blue on that, and the and the cream colour on the uniforms of the infantry. But actually, it's exactly what you need for this. <laughs> it's, well, it's perfect. There is like a, a standard thing in like the six mil community is always to paint like one or two shades brighter than yeah. you would do simply because like the smaller scale things get more dulled out. And yeah. there is a whole like science of color theory about how actually if you're wanting to make something look like it looked in real life, this is how you paint it when you reproduce it on a different scale and yes. on, i know on, on its most scientific level it sort of means if you're painting like a, a 135 panther or like a 172 panther you technically change your paint mixture slightly i don't mm -hmm. understand that kind of science because i'm just not interested in that's the wrong kind of tables that i'm into sort of looking up and, and double checking color reduction <laughs> light theory um but yeah i think the, these are cracking and yeah when i first saw these tanks posted up i again had, had no I idea what they are no and it, it's not really until you see sort of like the in progress shot of like you know a couple yes, of dozen yeah. of them next to a newspaper really? that's what i saw that picture and i was like what yeah. no Yes, yeah, so like the turrets are about the head, the size of like a headline in a newspaper. You go, <laughs> ah, they really are tiny six mil. Really and tiny. it's I this year I'm wanting to play some six mil World War Two. I'm recently picked up a copy of All Hell Let Loose, which is a, a specific six mil World War Two game. And I can't wait because I, I think the idea of not even just fielding like a three or four tanks but feeling fielding a couple of dozen of them what's not to like let's have some fun brilliant so moving on to 
Bjorn. And this week, Bjorn is posting up some of the Stargrave riot police that he has built up using a variety of different kits. Now, these are Stargrave minis using the Victrix Skellic Shields, some Frostgrave axes cut down, and then a single head from Wargames Atlantic. So this is, I think, a proper kit bashed squad. And they look I like these a lot. Great. I think these <laughs> it's so bold and in your face. And I love it. Like these very much put me in the mind of like late 80s Imperial Guard. They sort of they these look like the dudes are going to be or you know, sort of like rogue trader esque like Yeah. They look like the sort of guys who are going to be going around and like pulling drunk squats off of their choppers and rationalizing <laughs> them and stuff that's right yeah it's almost a 2000 ad look to them as well yeah i i, I think these are these are cracking and i think that there's a great example of how you can kit bash like very different kits together but they all tie in yeah perfectly. yeah really 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 nice and the the, the color scheme that's been chosen there is kind of to tie them all together just is yeah it's great isn't it that that yellow band just really makes them pop yeah they they look really fun uh yeah what's more to say really they, they are great then moving on to callum and callum started off with maybe not the most visually interesting thing for us to about actually i think it's, it's something great to talk about first is a load of flock that he made because no, it is surprisingly important to have a variety of flock, and this is just some flock he'd made with you mm. know, the blender, some wooden cat litter, and a variety of paint he had knocking about. And he said, you know, he's, he's got five tubs of flock made up really cheaply. He said, just using some cheap paints, and this is great because right. I, I'm finding I'm, I'm working on some East African stuff at the minute. And it's a nightmare to try and work out the flock and stuff I, I'm going to actually use for making it look kind of right. Being able to just make your own terrain mm. flock easily and so you can tie all your bases and all your projects together. Just a cool thing. So, Yeah. I, I, well, I, I wonder who the person, if, if he lives with someone, I'm wondering what they think about his use of the blender. Um, because I'm not sure that's going to work in quite the same way for your next beautiful smooth hot chocolate or whatever you're going to use it for. <laughs> it's the hobby blender now. Um, it's the hobby blender now, yeah, absolutely. I would imagine, with, seems that with how expensive Flock is, he's probably saved enough money on making those five tubs of Flock to actually buy himself a new blender. <laughs> that's blender. true, yes. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah that's, that's great, isn't it? And all, all those different tones to play with. And then some 28 mil Soviets that he'd also painted up. I really like these, like Brilliant. almost like off-duty bases. I think. Yeah. So these these feel like sort of jump-off points or something like that, don't they? For for yeah. of command. I, I was thinking that they seem very much like yeah jump-off points or objectives Object. or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really nice. I really like these. <laughs> I loved. Elves riding pink-haired unicorns into battle. I thought, brilliant. Yeah, and then we've mentioned on the podcast a few times about how 
I think especially I think Warmaster is the one game system that has really embraced 3D printing the best. Yes. And then I think these are a great example. These are some elves from Forest Dragon. And yeah, elves painting, you know, elven archers on top of unicorns. Yeah, what can you not rock. want if you're playing with elves? <laughs> Absolutely. They're lovely and they're kind of, I mean, again, the, the detail on the model is brilliant and then and what, what he's done to kind of pick that out as well to make that to make that pop um, is is really is really nice. And the, the neatness as well <laughs> on such a small model being that neat is a challenge. So yeah, I think these models perfect. would be perfectly acceptable i think if they were 28 more scale not yeah you know i'm sure i played with you know when i used to play fantasy i'm sure my cavalry i'm sure my archers i have probably even less detail than these have got on them at 28 mil he's highlighted the jewels on their necklaces (laughs) that's what he's done Madness. That's the sort of craziness that you do, Ben. That's. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm yet to paint my 10 millimeter orcs. I'll let you know when I've had a go. Mine, I've, my, I think my 10 mil dudes will feel lucky that they get the shoes painted because I don't think Andy does shoes. So it's like you've got your shoes painted. Feel lucky. You're not getting laces. You've got shoes. <laughs> not, not highlighting jewels and gems. Um, or like the, the eyes of the eyes. Yeah, I think the horses, yeah. I think the horses might even have pupils. <laughs> that's almost rude. I think Callum, I would, I would say that, that level of detail painting. Then talking about like small scale stuff, they can sort of like instantly tell what it is. And going, actually, that really has sort of captured exactly what it is. Moving on to Charles's project that he's working on at the moment. And these are sort of like some of the test uh-huh, troops yeah. for that. And I'm not sure how many hundreds or, or <laughs> thousands of these Charles is going to be painting. But these six small, well, legally distinct, time. possibly stormtroopers. Um. <laughs> yeah, they're they're great, aren't they? I I I can't wait to see them all finished and based up and romping uh, yes. together. It's gonna it's gonna look so it's gonna look so impressive, isn't it? With all of those going and and you know the the inevitable ATSTs and ATATs yes. <laughs> that will be accompanying them as they, all, as they all fail to hit everything. Um, yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now, I was talking to Charles actually about painting these in one of the hobby hangouts, and he was sort of saying how they are actually incredibly difficult to paint because yes. everybody sort of, you just almost like intrinsically know exactly what a stormtrooper looks like. So yeah. if you get the slightest bit wrong, it just looks really <laughs> wrong. And yet yeah. there, there's actually like far more sort of like work in them than you think. Mm. Be, yeah, I don't know if I could do it. Only Charles Roundtree is so precise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
looking forward to seeing the, the Scarif board with a few thousand of these. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's, I know he's working on some shore troopers as well, so I'm looking forward to to seeing the um, the big gang of those as well. Yeah, can, can live precariously as a through Charles's dedication to doing the things that I'm not good enough to do, but sort of wish I had the dedication to because. They yeah, great. Who doesn't want an entire like stormtrooper legion sort of just knocking about? <laughs> oh, so good. I'll just go to the hobby cupboard. I will be some time. So, so good. And then something that I truly love when I'm creating like the images for this gallery each week, each month, sorry, is to see how eclectic like our hobbyists are and just the variety mm. of projects that people post up, but yeah, also cool. how like eclectic some people's work is. And just I think Chris Lane this month is sort of sorted out by painting some like Dark Age. I'm going to go for cavalry. Yeah. Really like these again. I think uh, almost as we were saying with Benno's six mil soviets i think these again have that almost like rotoscope-esque highlighting approach yes. to them yeah. that, that sort of makes them like pop in a slightly different way but in a really cool way yeah yeah they look really really nice i think these do but then that's not just it you know not just a load of dark age cavalry now we'll, we'll then just do some world war one biplanes because why not <laughs> you know, you've, been, you've been doing cavalry then then do some biplanes and the camo on this german biplane like i will admit i don't know my world war one planes from my elbow so i can't name any of these but this what sort of almost looks like a prototype ambush camo but actually looks a lot cooler than ambush camo I think it's gorgeous. It's a really nice camo pattern. <laughs> and, you know, just th these planes look really cool. But then, you know, it's not just, you know, you, you've been doing, your, so you've done your Dark Age Cavalry, you've done some of World War One planes, and so where would you go from there? Oh, Age of Sail, rig a boat. French boats, which you just put the rig in on and... Oh, rigged a boat, isn't he? You know, uh, it's a while since we've had some windy boat game sales sort of posted up. Oh, I, I, oh man, I, one day I'm going to do it. I just, I think the challenge of it looks really, really interesting. But, oh yeah, I'd really like to get a few windy boats on the table. One day, one day. I've got too many things on the go at the moment, but one day that's going to happen. And this is some good inspiration, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's surprising what, a different like i think whenever people post up the, the little ships that they've done they always look really nice but mm -hmm. i think it's surprising what a huge difference having the rigging on makes oh, to yeah. them it, yeah it just really does make them go wow that takes it to another level doesn't it and i can only imagine how much fun it is tying and <laughs> gluing all absolutely. those knots but then, you know, it's not just that. He's, he's then posted up some 28 mil Napoleonic figures, <laughs> you know, signaling officers and 
Warhouses, and then some tanks. Because oh, why not cool. finish it off with some tanks? So Crusader, is it? I think it's a Crusader. I don't know what scale it is. I haven't a clue. It's nice though. Let's go for fifteen mil. Let's let's just randomly attribute it a scale. <laughs> Rumping through the desert. Really like this. I think it's nice. And then some and some accompanying infantry. Which I think they might actually be fifteen mil. These might I probably be completely wrong, but these might be the perfect big ones. It's not perfect pig, it's Peter Pig. I always get them wrong. It's every, <laughs> every week. It's why I decided that Peppa Pig had done the Bolshevik Revolution range, which is, which is a program I would watch. I would definitely watch Why Granddad oh, Pig. Goodness, if they did, if Peppa Pig did the Bolshevik Revolution, that would be a crossover I want to see. <sighs> but the fact that they've done these miniatures is enough um, because they're really lovely, aren't they? Yeah. Excuse me, listeners. It's late. It's I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> My brain it's is not gone. That late. <laughs> It's nine o'clock. It's late for me. <laughs> this has been a Yeah. Oh, you've got to leave that in. You've got to leave that in. That's great. That's good. So we are now moving on to Dave Churchill. And he started off with some Hexenjäger from Gripping Beast. And these, so the plan for these is to play them in sort of like more time and use them sort of like various other like fantasy sort of like horror rule games. And oh, yeah. I oh, yeah, these. I remember seeing these when they came out. Oh, man, what a I good was, job he's done on those. I was, like, surprised that I hadn't bought the... When I saw these, I was like, why have I never bought these? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Because they look so nice. Um, I think especially of these... Really, really good. Like, the Klaus Kinski looking dude at the front of these just looks like I, I need him in my mini collection. Just mm-hmm. I, I think these are stunning. I think that they're absolutely amazing sculpts and the paint job on them oh, is top notch. David, excellent job. That is that is perfect. And that's per- it's a perfect colour scheme for them as well, isn't it? It's just perfect. That's yeah. A, that's a brilliant choice. I think it, I, yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it's like the, the, just the right color scheme to let them work in both like high fantasy and something yeah. realistic. I think I- even if you were playing something like historical and realistic, I think you could sort of get away with most of these as colorful personalities. Oh, I totally. Than, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that there's maybe like one or two which sort of maybe push it a little bit far. If you're just doing one hundred percent like real with no dis suspension of disbelief but i think most of them yeah they just look like that eccentric bloke who's turned up on yeah. tuesday looking for magic pigs um yeah they, they make me feel a, a fit a, think a little bit of um tay pratchett they feel like a bit like guards guards kind of vibe to them but more witch huntery yeah i think that, i think that they've definitely got that kind of like slightly weird vibe like the fun yeah. vibe i think yeah. Character, uh, great character, great character. Yeah, I think the, 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 the more the sort of like band they're going to like steal your shoes rather than like kill you. We'll, we'll say yes. that. Um, but then like so actual terrifying looking ruffians oh. are uh, these three ne'er do wells of um, 
<laughs> a paladin. They're really good. A bard, and I'm not sure what the little girl with the teddy bear <laughs> would be as a D and D character. <laughs> I really oh. like these. I I, I don't know good. what range these are from, and Dave has posted up like quite a few of these that he's painted. I really like them all. I think they're sort of like quite cool. And I, I really like how he sort of painted them up to make them just look like a, a complete sort of like gang of scruffy kids just mucking it about yeah. and playing from like the, the Peter Pan. You really... Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It, it, be quite, there's quite a fun, like, um, maybe like a convention game in here somewhere, I think with these like some kind of playground <laughs> encounter yeah where, where you have groups of children <laughs> questing around a playground somewhere or something like that that would be really interesting yeah i, th- I think just th- these are, are really cool I, th- I think these these again would be like just cool minis to have just you know, you're playing that D campaign and all of a sudden you know your characters set off some random trap or something and all of a sudden Oh yeah, that you are like a level eighteen paladin with loads of core mm. gear, but now you're actually like a four year old picking his nose, dragging his teddy around. Off you go. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. And actually, what I really like as well is that is the kind of the they they tie together very well. But there's a really nice variation in in kind of color and tone, isn't there? They're kind of um, a lot of the they all work together very well as as a collective but in terms of like the the clothing skin tones hair there's a real variation in there so each 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 person looks like an individual character in its own right but they they do still work together as a nice set yeah really I, think, good job. I think yeah i think that's also in the, in in the, the sculpts of the faces as, and that though isn't it as well i think the, these yeah, actually brilliant. look like a diverse bunch of kids who have been like painted yes. up to look like a, a, yeah. a, a, a like a almost like a representative bunch of kids who don't just all happen to have the same face um yes which is nice <laughs> which is always good to see i have to find out where these are from because they're really they're really really cool models but yeah and, be interesting and, to see what else is available yeah and like carrying on that like theme of today maybe of that, that idea of like looking at like a, a bunch of like individual models that all work great on an individual basis but also work really well together yeah as a yeah. as a as a force yes and then some more characters which i think are probably from maybe the same range but some adults which uh that i believe i believe the like dwarf in the wheelchair is a 3D print that I've seen advertised yeah, online. I've forgot the name of the company. That do some more like representative heroes. Yes. And then I I, I do quite like the idea of like <laughs> the legally distinct Hobbit. <laughs> Hobbit. Uh, Indiana Jones. Indiana, you know. Who, who may or may not be uh, taking a, an idol of some sort and some mummies because I'd never really thought of Indiana Jones as a hobbit before but now it just seems why not it's uh, it does actually it, it, in this world 
it means it takes it closer to the, the the thing I wanted, which would be really cool, would be to have like some game where you've got sort of like Panzer ones driving over the top of like Bag End. So in this world, that possibly could happen because we've got we've got Copper Indy. So who knows what's been going off in the Shire while he's been off? <laughs> you never know. They're brilliant, aren't they? That's that's great. That's fantastic. And I like and and the. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, brown, a whole range of browns on one model on that Indiana figure, um, but they're all different <laughs> as well. That's yeah, yeah that's cool. It's, it's making that work can be difficult, but that's good. Nice desert bases as well, which I always find actually really hard. To, just a plain sand desert base, I always find actually really hard to do. Yeah, um, yeah. And then a, uh, oh dear, terrifying. Yeah, I, I believe possibly like some sort of creature which may inhabit some sort of haunted video cassette tape. And <laughs> it does feel that way. A, a, a porkish character. And then, because everybody seems to have been painting him up for this week, some World War II Soviets, because hey. um, everyone's had too many working on. And then some Highlanders, well, a Highland Correct. character. And some like Napoleonic characters, which I think sort of again sort of like struggle that line of being like realistic and a little bit pulpy at the same time, but sort of like yeah, yeah, yeah. fit sort of both. I think like these would be great. I think if you wanted to do some like early Victorian explorer sort of thing, I think especially that like yeah. sort of Highlander guy, he's you know. He's now you're like yeah, 55 year old Blackwatch veteran who's. <laughs> yeah, they're very silver bayonet, aren't they? Yes, I guess would be the, um, would be the ideal. I think. And then the Guildhouse of Virtue gang for Carnivale, which yeah. is a, an interesting gang, I would appear for Carnivale, which is a game I know a couple of my friends play, but I don't. Uh, these are quite interesting minis, if you're into that sort of thing. Beautifully painted. So I, I don't know if it's a, a if I didn't get the memo that like hobby support group hosts paint armies in bone white and like a deep red, but <laughs> Ed painted up his 30k army in a really nice colour scheme of off bone <laughs> white and red accents. And well, if it works, <laughs> these look really, really nice. And I think what I particularly like with these is the red stripe down the helmet. Yeah, which yeah, is just like, yeah. in a way, such a simple thing, even though it's quite hard to actually paint. But it just makes them look so much more dynamic with that beaky helmet with the stripe down. I just really like these. Um, no, again, I, like very much. I, I think the bases look cracking on them as well. Uh, I think these have been on the table and, and played with. Um, like I'm, I'm not playing 40k or 30k at the moment, so I'm not sort of like seeing these actually being played with. But they do look a really nice little army, and they do. Yeah. I think it, it also definitely has that vibe of like this is an army that you would have seen in like White Dwarf in 1993. Was like, <laughs> this is your entire army 
like two tax squads, some sort of like quad laser and a predator. That's all you need. Um, yeah. I really have like to ask him, he's done those stripes so neatly because they are remarkably neat. Yeah. That's really, really well done. If I had to do with those, I would be masking them up and it would be taking me. It would be the tummy extra thin masking tape in four million bits. Uh, that's because I'm a glutton for punishment. Um, no, they are really nice. Yeah, um, really cool. The cool models can't be denied. So I, I think now moving on to Soren, and I think he possibly may be challenging Warren for who gets the most painted in this month's gallery because it is a amazing um, volume of work that Soren has posted up this month and a lot of it looks absolutely lovely. So let's start off with a ranger character. Really like the different greens in this. Yeah, yeah. the accents from like the cloak to then the slight bit of slimy lichen on the rock and then the green on the base. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. That's really lovely. It's a great model. Uh, also, quickly, just give a thanks to Soren for explaining after the last gallery where a lot of the miniatures had come from and the games and such that they were from. Really appreciate mm. that. It's nice to know where things are coming from when I just blatantly make it up or guess. <laughs> Really like the highlights on this cloak as well, just you know, on the background as we move on to some nerdy welly looking thugs. Yeah. I I I I was I was looking through some of Sara's work before before we were recording and I, I really like I really like his style. Um I think it, it really stands out beautifully well. There's some um it's kind of that that con nice a really nice contrast between sort of deep shade and then the 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 layers on top um it just really really does make them stand out um and define the model really well yeah i, I think it's, it's especially it's, yeah go on I, I think especially on like models such as these that we're looking at which are perfectly serviceable models but are actually like i think by modern standards as the models themselves are relatively lacking in a lot of the detail that you would see on fancier models um in, in no disrespect to these models but things like the guy that is uh the model that we're looking at now the the dude with like the the axe and the mace he's just got like the solid steel breastplate and the helm on it's like there's no buckles or anything on that breastplate. There's no rivets or seams or anything. It's just a relatively shut to like paint up. You're just given a, a relatively flat hmm. plate of steel. So all the like it's the shadows and the, the highlights on it that actually gives you some sort of depth and detail sort of to that, which I'm sort of like build yes. up with the paint. It's it's not sort of like just there for you to sort of like already go with, which I think is yeah um, then move on to some quite scary looking alien gribbly 
jobs. Um, don't know mm -hmm. what these are. Um, I think these are quite cool. I, yeah. I think these could be, you know, anything from like an eldritch horror to a alien to whatever you need. Then a very cool glowing wood nymph is a Catan shard. What you want it to be, anything. I think this, <laughs> I think this is like a, a really nice example also of, of what you can do with some of the contrast paints. If you like painting the contrast paints, because that's sort of like yeah, that toxic green is a really nice paint effect. Be hours of hours and hours of highlighting, wouldn't it, to get anything like that in the old days? Yeah, um, and, and and the same as here again, like a, a, another sort of like nymphesque so character. I mean, like I I shudder to think how I would try and paint that because I, I tend to not use well I don't use contrast paints but I I shudder to think how I would try and get that without having to do four hundred million layers and wet blends yeah. and just yeah think giving up and. And the, and the um the sharp edges between the different greens there um now i i've opportunity to use contrast paints much yet because i'm i'm working my way through so many different armies that have already started that i, I haven't had a new one to start with but i can i can imagine that being more being more liquidy um to get a sharp edge between two different areas on a model must be more challenging than it would be with a with a thicker paint that's a, a little probably a little bit easier to control the flow of so to get those to get that distinction between the different areas of green um and that those really sharp sharp defin definition between those different areas must be must be quite a challenge and, and actually uh, soren's done a, a really cracking job of it yeah, I'm imagining it's an absolute nightmare. Then, <laughs> who doesn't need a giant beast man who's got some sort of pygmy sprite attached to his war banner? I think, you know, this is a great centerpiece model. He's I think. This is a, a cool centerpiece model for any sort of beast man or centigos or yeah. army or anything. It, it, it's really, it's a really nice model that's painted really nicely. Nice. I, I, I like the contrast between like the the fleshy skin parts and the hide is sort of just works really well. I like it. Mm. And we have a space bug alien thing blob monster thing yeah it's uh it's what you need it to be it's, it's cool. then some more of the fantasy-esque so like barbarian heroes it was armed with various weapons quite like these quite a lot i think these, these are quite cool sort of interesting sculpts and then some more of the woodland nymph things and these times in it much more of like a like a, a washed out white and very pale green and i think as you were just sort of saying how like controlling that those contrast paints mm -hmm. just makes me shudder looking at these and going well you've not even got the interplay of the light and the dark green you've just got the pure white that you're trying to keep clean yes. from the dark green more sort of like paladin-esque heroes which 
really nice painted on the armor. I think the, the, the metallics on all of Soren's stuff always looks really nice. I think it's got a really cool way of, of, of painting the metallics and the cloth. So sort of like here we have a sort of like a, a witch kind of character with like mm -hmm. a, a gold staff and then the brown cloak and then the, the leather water skin. I think you can really sort of, there is a very much like a, a breakdown in, even though it's all just paint, you can see the, the, the paint affects the different, it makes it look like it's all out of different textures and different fabrics. And it, it sort of like, in, in this picture, at least it almost looks like she's sort of wearing like a very heavy cloth fabric underneath, over the, like almost like a, a velvet style high fantasy-esque jumpsuit. Um, I quite like that model as well, actually. Then, um, mm. um, really wouldn't want to be running into this sort of like giant rat, uh, sort of zombie creature possumy thing, which can definitely be filed away in the giant rat monsters that sort of just make me go, ugh. Category like a lot of the ones that Mantic seem to sell. Uh, just uh, that's quite a. It, it, it's a cool model that's deeply unpleasant. Very very unpleasant. Yeah, with those nice scabrous <laughs> sores <laughs> and little rat ladies along its back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's a friend. Then uh, again, another sort of like magic user in like a loaded different sort of like textures on the model because this time it looks sort of leather more in like a a leather sort of outfit with again like a, a, a velveteen cape and a few bits of metallics on them just look really nice and then a sort of earthen totem golem yeah. thing which is a really nice model I think it's really cool isn't it that that face on the chest like kind of just screaming out yeah <laughs> in kind of con in that really nice uh bright yellow accent color is 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 great yeah that's yeah that's a nice choice to make that stand out because that's that's really working yeah is, is this like some sort of like reanimated elder god is it a golem is it what it's whatever you need it to be in whatever mm. game you're playing I, I really like this model i think it's, it's, it's quite cool uh, then sort of like a a chaos-esque champion who you know maybe have been praying to the wrong god and has been rewarded or cursed in some you know equal measures quite a cool yeah. model and then a, a very cool actually looking stone golem because quite often i find golems either can look sort of really gormless or just like a pile of rocks sort of glued mm. together i think this sort of like to me at least actually sort of like it's got a bit more to him. It's got a bit more to him. It's sort of there's enough like anamorphosized in of it that it's actually sort of like got character. Um, yeah, I, I, I quite like that as, as as a golem, and it's in a really nice paint job as well. And then yeah, have to include some cavalry because it's me. Uh, I really <laughs> like. The barding on these, I think these look really nice. I think these are quite nice little models as well. Yeah, really lovely. Yeah. And then as we are finishing off, some more hero characters. This one's sort of like almost like a, a cross between a sort of legionnaire 
and a knight. I think this is like quite an interesting yes. design philosophy and some nice painting of like the purity seals and stuff on there look really nice and the mm -hmm. highlighting on the morning star that sort of stuff it looks really cool and i think there's a bit of like object source lighting on this so it looks like the light's hitting the helm from one direction yeah and an impressive bit of painting absolutely and then to finish off a witch conjuring up some <laughs> kind of like fire spells and there are some quite impressive flames i think um, yeah they're cool aren't they that's yeah. really nice they're they're really nice and that is again like a really cool model i think that's uh you know if, if you're having like a, a D, D campaign or something and you, you come across like a pyromancer or something is going to try and that's right you know, scorch you a bit yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I, I, I'm right. Am I right in thinking? I, I seem to remember that so, a lot of Siren's models are from from some various board games and things like that, right? Yeah, but I think I think I think pretty much. Mm. I may be wrong, but I think every figure we've looked at today is from a board game. I think I think they're from a variety of board games. Yes, but I think they are from board games, and he did very so kindly. Soren, if you're listening, Soren. Can we have some pictures of your board games in progress? Because I'd really love to see <laughs> some of these board games with fully painted model sets. That would look amazing. I'd love to see it in progress. Yeah, I, I would also like to know if, because I've got a number of board games which have got some amazing minis, most of which I haven't yet got around to painting. But it's because I bought them for the minis and going, these will be yes. great minis to add to my mini collection for playing D&D. &D. <laughs> and then in the true style of everybody who plans to do that just isn't playing D&D at the minute because they don't have time and isn't playing the board games either but uh, no it, it's like I, I think the way I look at like with board games with which have really nice minis like th this witch for example when you play her like have this encounter in the game it's going to be really cool to have the painted up witch for when you're playing that yeah. game but if you're yeah. just playing a, a, a random D&D game or like a, a one shot or whatever, and you have your party walk into a, a, they open a door and someone on the other side casts fireball at them. It's a really great ex excuse to then like break out this model for that and go, actually, here we go. It's yeah. a bit of planning. Yeah. Um, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So some action socks, action socks, <laughs> action <laughs> please, Soren. We both are for losing the ability to speak. Um, action socks would be cool too. If you've got action socks, please, Solomon. <laughs> post those as well. Uh, so we now move on to Stephen Kellen and carrying on the, the flame motif of Soren's work, we have a core knight demon with a flaming sword and a flaming sp sprite in his hand. Mm. I think this is a very, very well painted model. I think it's. Right. I think it looks absolutely cracking. I think people's personal opinions on like GW models and stuff may vary, but I think the paint job on this is really nice looking. I think especially sort of like the flames on the sword and the cloak just looks, you know. 
I, I, I mean, I just love Stephen's painting. It's always so clean, isn't it? <laughs> just I, I, I know any of these models we're going to look at now. It's, it's just such a clean, crisp style. I, I really like it. I, I wish I could do what Stephen does. So tell us your secret, Stephen. Well, welcome it's to lovely. welcome to my world, Ben, where you just look at everyone's and go, oh, that's nice. I'll just. That's, you that's, just, we'll just bask in it. I'll just. I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. No, yeah. I, I, I think Stephen's stuff, I think everything he posts, it always looks like it could just be on the cover of white dwarf yeah yeah absolutely i think, I think all of them I, I think everything he posts looks absolutely top notch and i think also everything he always posts all his photos look really nice as well yeah which and hopefully we are in a future episode relatively soon hopefully going to do an episode on photographing minis because not foreshadowing nice, yeah. when we look at my stuff in a bit some of us are really terrible at photographing minis <laughs> and it would be cool to chat to people who are actually good at it so if anyone has any good. names suggestions for people who you think are like premier mini photographers let us know please but anyway, what about stephen keelan <laughs> we'll suggest him yeah yeah that's that's yeah uh, show us more tom come on give us so, more so moving on to a classic gw mini in a really nice paint job yeah yeah i don't you've never played 40k have you so you you, you made one of the few people who hasn't got an imperial guard army from no i did the, have an imperial guard army. Oh, yeah. i did <laughs> i did <laughs> once have an imperial guard army. I did. it was yeah. desert themed and everything yeah, that's that's a beautiful model. That's a cracking model. And yeah, I've always, no, I've always loved that model. Actually, it's just so characterful and um, dynamic, and it looks like it should have shell casings pumping out the other side of it. It's it's great, and and Stephen's put a lot of um, a lot of love into that. In you know, like the shells, he's even bothered to paint the the silver bullet tips as well, rather than just leave them all one color, which uh, is. A good choice. And then some pink horrors, which look yeah. really nice again. Yeah, great. great all the adjectives, really nice. They are. And then some sort of uh, heretic yeah. priesty dude. I'm really bringing it on the 40k law now. Um, <laughs> He looks yes. wrong and we'll go for that um, he does yeah he looks like he's gonna be burning some heretics and then i think someone who may be some slaying some heretics here is uh one of the, the black templar dudes and i do I, I like on this model how you've got the servitor sort of giving the power sword to wipe down while it's still actually impaled in the yes orc. I, <laughs> I saying, at least wait till it's been taken out of an orc <laughs> um, uh, before you have it yeah, I think this is a. I think this is a model that you either really like or you really don't like. I think it's. I don't think there's much grey area in this particular model, but I think that the paint job on this is really nice. I think, and I imagine it's a nightmare to paint because you just got. 
there's just so much on there and it's all going in a million different directions and how do you work out where the lighting and everything is coming from and it's, I, Look I, at I really, sword. yeah and I, I like how it's sort of like got a bit of lighting coming from the little like bauble thing he's got tied to his hand i forgot what the sense what do you call those the, the sensor yeah and then and also coming off the power sword on the right pauldron. I, I really like the paint job on this model. I guess he's probably posing for a painting, is he? And that's why the guy's polishing his sword. Is he saying that? That's probably, he's probably posing for a painting, isn't he? That's what he's doing. It's, it's, and so the guy's polishing his shut sword to make sure it looks the best for the painting. Is this is, is this the forty k the forty k equivalent of all those like World War One and World War Two staged in action photos? Is That's it? exactly what it is. Yeah, there's some remembrancer with a picked capture <laughs> device. He's just killed um, the enemy. It, you know, here's the High Inquisitor just as the moment of him. Is the Emperor's <laughs> jumping or whatever he is, just as he's killing the Orc Warlord. Take thirty-seven. Um, <laughs> but even the Orc is amazingly painted, isn't it? Look at it. Yeah. Well, even the servitor as well. It's just. Yeah, exactly. It's. And then a sickeningly nice painted dreadnought. Um, yes. yes. Because, you know, black's really hard to paint. Like black armour and like black tanks are really hard to paint. White is always hard to paint. And yellow's a nightmare. So let's do all three on the same vehicle, shall we? Yeah. And yeah. Nail it. Yeah. This is a cracking paint job. Uh, there's, there's nothing more you can say really like the edge highlighting on all like the leg plates and stuff to like bring out the more the, the, the mm. bluey depth to the black uh it's just stunning so, yeah can't really say much more than that and then yeah. who can not like a legally distinct space child and bounty hunter um yeah now what is this legally distinct or is this the actual model because you can get this model for star wars legion so it might actually be the actual now, one i believe this is a legally distinct one okay <laughs> it's lovely i don't and think this is the Legion. you wouldn't one. even know though would you it's such a good model and beautifully painted as well another black templar with you know Really upping the flag game in the 40k universe day because it's a flag in it. Yeah, that's a non overly compensatory banner. With, I think safe. I think it's it's quite interesting. It's, I've, I've noticed I think with a lot of my like friends who still play 40k is that people seem to be going back to the, the, the like the 80s style of the, like the 28 mil figure with a, a banner the, the equivalent of like about four doors. Yes, I love know, that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Here's my here's here's my flag that's technically bigger than like a parasail or something. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna if you if in the 40k universe you're gonna have a banner, which makes no sense at all, um, have a massive one. You might as well, eh? It's just make you just gotta make sure that everybody sort of like agrees to sort of fight either on a day with absolutely no breeze, or there's an awful lot of technology that's sort of like put in to make sure there are no in it, you know. Well, I suppose it would make some interesting fluff in like how like half the army is wiped out by errant banners 
just sort of like taking everybody up and he sends up like some sort of studio ghibli film when you've got harvey harold just flying around above the back the battlefield trying oh. to let go of banners um yeah i, lo- I love it though because just um Stephen's work on that banner and it's, it's almost the the non-metallic metal effect um which when applied to the banner makes complete sense doesn't it um yeah it actually it, it, it's one of those few banners that actually looks like it's gold embroidered cloth yes yes it, yeah it actually and like all the different textures and that on it look like they are in there in the cloth and like mm. the things that are like all all the stuff that's sort of like the brocade and everything that's added to mm. it and the applique looks like it's actually added to it yeah yeah that's really nice yeah because because i mean i mean steven's not afraid to use metallic paints in his model so actually the choice to do that in non-metallic actually worked perfectly for the banner yeah makes and then here's a squad of terminators again you know just so steven can show off that black armor painting and with with the white pauldrons and yeah lovely mustache so congratulations once again steven on truly knocking it out of the park with some really great work and now to lower the painting quality and the photography quality we'll move on to think i have painted because shock horror I have actually finally finished an army. So, <gasps> well, this time last year, I think you finished about four or five. Well, here I, I finished my Albion Warmaster army. Yeah. So we will start off with the Houndmasters and some Warhounds because it's an army technically without any cavalry in. So I was like, I can have oh. I can have <laughs> mounted Houndmasters with the hounds. Yes. Who's riding the dogs? Um, no, they're they're great, Tom. I, I, the um, I can just imagine all those dogs like weaving through those grasses and leaping out on there. Yeah, the the, the, the idea for the, the the idea for this army is it's like a Warmaster Albion army, like Albion in like the Warmaster universe. It's kind of like how the Romans envisaged ancient Britain was. So it's just bogs, marshes, like fog. And monsters and gribblies that are going to sort of drag you down into a bog. Um, so it's that, and it was also built quite cheaply. So it's all built from Pendragon and Lancer minis, and I was quite creative, I think, in what I was using for different unit types. So these are just like some of the Pendragon dogs, which I then just made into warhounds, that sort of stuff. The um, what did you use for basing, Tom? Because that, that works perfectly for the theme. It's uh, a mixture of tea, coffee grounds, and various other different herbal teas that I put down. And then uh, after that I put down, I went over it with a quite a thick varnish and then put some tufts down but I purposely used like two big tufts because I wanted the tufts to be function more like reeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, it, it works. It works. That's yeah. brilliant. Um, 
it sort of works like that. And then some chariots. And oh, nice. Again, you know, are they, the chariots are, 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 are these are the, the Lancer chariots. Quite nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Then some ogres, which are technically Things. 15 mil heliots from Lancer. Oh, nice. But, That's good. Uh, you don't put their weapons on them and they just become ogres in 10 mil scale as yeah. very much like how Andy in years ago had his 10 mil zombie giants, which are actually they work, 20 they work really well for that. I yeah, can, I, thought, I, I can imagine them being a, a group of angry naked ogres throwing rocks. Yeah, that's what I, I, I went with. I thought that's worked. And then because I have a couple of actual giants, which are sort of like an in-between size, oh, I just yeah. figured like, the, the ogres sort of work halfway between. And then instead of having buying fen, fen beasts, because I'm, as I said, it was quite cheap, I bought some like crawling casualties, which I then painted up to sort of look like risen corpses that sort of coming out the bogs. So it's uh, the, the idea more was that. The, That's a good idea. Yeah. The wizards, rather than sort of like conjuring a monster, is getting some reanimating some bog bodies. Sort that's that's creepy. I like it. Come really up with. Like and then actually on the uh, on the base with the wizard, he's actually got a sacrifice that's sort of like coming up behind him. It's sort of like he's brought his own sacrifice with him anyway to like make some more Eesh. as he sort of goes along. Then <laughs> it's like four units of slingers and archers, which. Wow. Uh, then six units of warriors. Uh, That's cool. Like, I think using the individually, so like individual 10 mil figures, you just can't get them as neatly bunched as you can with the figures when they're on the strips. So yeah. You, you sort of like, you can't get realistically like 10 dudes or like 12 dudes per base, per unit. So there's sort of like, they aren't strictly correct for like how many figures is on each base for the unit. It, does, it doesn't it really matter for master, does it? No, it's just, it's, it's just the size of the base matters. And actually, that work for for the army that you're doing, it makes kind of it makes sense that these these guys running through a bog wouldn't be in uniform lines. No, it it, it sort of works, and because I've sort of like used a mixture of different figures, and they've got sort of different weapons, they sort of have a a good sort of like vibe of warbandishness yeah. um yeah. and like it, the commander of each unit is mounted on a horse because i had some horses knocking about so that's yeah. that and then i own... believe i believe they're like an ancient britain kind of vibey army yeah so i think it's it, it's like i wanted something that looked sort of relatively realistic while obviously still being you know it's ogres and giants and Giant eagles slash terror birds slash giant chickens. Chickens, uh, yeah. <laughs> Altogether, that is that looks great, doesn't that? Is actually fantastic. Yeah, and then nicely, it all sort of fits in a really useful box, and it's it's a it's a warmaster army that like I have I've never played Albion in warmaster. I normally played dwarves, so it's an army that's sort of like got a little bit of everything. So it doesn't spam any one thing. It's got, you know, it's got some chariots, it's got some dogs, it's yeah. got some flyers, got some monsters. Away we go. So hopefully it just be like a fun thing and it fits in a single train, half a really useful box. That's which brilliant. 
you know, when we measure armies by really useful box trays, it's what we go by. So that is what I finished. And then we now well, round out nice. today's gallery with none other than the Warren Standard. And Warren, where do we start? Uh, you know, at the beginning, Tom. Oh, you, you uh, I'm glad you're here, Ben, because you can now try and and play the what scale is the model that Warren has painted this week again? <laughs> so let, let, let's guess. Um, oh, these are going to be some of his twenties, aren't they? They're lovely. Oh, so, everyone, surely everyone loves a carrier. Don't you just love a carrier? I, I think I love a carrier. I think. It, it, if I had, if I was offered almost like any World War Two vehicle, I think a carrier would probably be what I would probably want. But then being Mr. Hipster, I'd probably want a Cards and Lloyd rather than a brain carrier. Give me a slightly <laughs> more rubbish one. Uh, I really like, I really like these. Uh, again, with his previous tanks, we, we, we've seen his work on armour before and he just manages to get the weathering just perfect um to give it a really like lived in effect um that works perfectly and you can imagine that this army's been in the field for a little while now um trundling across western europe and they i i believe <laughs> that they have been in action um they're fantastic now i think these are like a really nice troop of carriers and i think that's what as you just said there like i think the weathering of like world war ii armor i think especially like allied armor it's so difficult to get right because you want it to look especially if it's like northern europe stuff you sort of like want it to look like it's been in action but nor do you want it to sort of look necessarily like rusted out and look like it's been in action for sort of like five years because mm-hmm. realistically you know it's, it's probably been in action like a few weeks um yeah yeah, you know, yeah, and you you don't want to you don't want to ruin all the detail that you put into it as well because you know Warren Warren has made sure he's got all the all the decals and the markings and the different uh, stowage and things on there as well and you want that all to stand out as well so you got there's a balancing act isn't there? Yeah, and I think something that sort of like Warren does so well in his armor is because he's always like painting to like troops or, or units of it is to sort of like take the same model but make them look completely unique and individual so like here we've got three carriers each with you know two passengers the driver and the gunner and yet they look like three completely different models they, they, they yeah. don't look like the same print or the same kit there's sort of like enough detail and change in them that they, they just look really nice yeah fantastic then moving on to some more of his airborne this time picking up their drop canisters and kit yeah brilliant really really nice i think these could both be like jumping off points objectives or yeah. all sorts couldn't they i think definitely like the drop canisters as jumping off points for chain of command it's pretty nice and some more armor 
again. I think this has got <laughs> even that. I think this is sort of like talking about like the weathering and the aging. This looks like it's been more in that sort of like Italian sun for a, a good few months. Sort of. Mm, it's been around for a while, isn't it? Yeah, that's it's not been having a particularly happy life, I don't think. And then moving on to some terrain from Warren, where he just sort of like quickly said, "Oh, just just printed and painted a few stone walls," and <laughs> for his next pint-sized campaign. Yeah, I think these are a they're really nicely printed walls, but also they're really nicely painted walls because they look very real and it looked like yeah. they've had a, a lot of time spent in them just when you're picking out the individual stones then mm. putting the bit of, of moss and all of that stuff on them they, they just look very real and i'm sure chucked on any table they're going to sort of like really bring a table to life both like the the dry stone wall type and these the, the more sort of like mediterranean like mortared sort of formal wall type thing yeah, yeah. Really nice. And then he posted like to quite a few pictures of the terrain board and like the whole French town that he's been working on for his chain of command campaign. Mm. And I'm going to go on record, Warren, and say it's sickeningly beautiful to look at. It's <laughs> it's it's disgustingly nice. Um, <laughs> I'd like it, to play on that. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. What, what, what can you say? It, again, it looks like the the pictures that would be used in a rule book when you're setting the game, and you go, yeah, yeah. if you own a games company, you can have a war games table like this. If you're yeah. a mere mortal, not. This looks mind-blowingly nice. It, it it's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. And it's been, I tell you, it's been quite nice seeing, because I know Warren's been building up this collection over a little while, so he, and he's been posting them as, he, as he's going along. So it, seeing it all together, I mean, this, this isn't a quick thing, is it? <laughs> I think like, when, like any War Games project, these, um, when, when you're looking at tables like one that Warren's put together here, it's, it's, a, it's a matter of you make one bit, and then you make another bit, and then you make another bit, and eventually... You have something that looks like this, which is, you know, looks stunning, doesn't it? Um, but it's just, it's, it's, but what he's done is he's made one bit and focused uh, focused his energy on that one bit and made that one bit the best that he can do. And then he does the next bit. And it, hasn't, well, yeah. taken, and it hasn't taken him too long, actually, to get to a table like this. So I, th I think that's actually, it's quite, it's been quite encouraging watching, watching him do it uh, over the last sort of, year or so um because because it has come together relatively quickly um so so that's that's something to aim for isn't it i think that's one of the like the, the great things about building terrain is that it is it's like it's when you don't have much terrain it's amazingly how easily you're able to gain without having much terrain and that as you get more and better terrain like your terrain standards sort of drastically increase and then you look with scorn and derision on what you used to play with but so sort of like how adding sort of like yeah as you said like 
the pictures we're looking at now have got both sets of the walls and things added. Like painting those walls is maybe a project that could take a couple of weeks, maybe a little bit longer. But you go, mm. but then all of a sudden, like you've been playing on your table fine without any walls, or maybe just a few ad hoc walls. You suddenly add a few meters of really nice painted walls. And it's like, wow, this is and all of a sudden, like all my roads. Yeah, I've now got that. They're now all lined in walls. They're now just not a random yeah. road in the middle of nowhere. It changes the table, doesn't it? Amazing. Yeah. And you, it, it's just those things. You just slowly add to it and, and, and build on it. And you go, actually, I've painted a load of figures. I'm having a I'm going to paint a house for a week or two or just do a little bit. And you add it to it. And before you know it, you've got a really nice looking table. And I think especially for, for playing trainer command. Where. If you're doing like the pint size campaigns and stuff, there is the temptation there to build the full terrain for all the boards so you, you, you can do the whole thing. I imagine it's got to be brilliant because I've never I like I have built terrain for specific games before, but they were always for like in this game you need like in this scenario you need three meters of trench system. So like, right, I built three meters of trench system, but I've never then like built the the full like table layout that Warren is doing for this pint size campaign. And I would imagine once they've finished playing that campaign, this terrain is just going to be used again forever in a million different yeah yeah again and again and alterations and yeah, like even though this is very much like obviously like northern France in World War Two, you don't need to make that many alterations to it to all of, to just completely change it around really and make it you know you're playing Napoleonics. You change a couple of signs mm -hmm. and maybe like a few of the more iconic buildings, but you know you're doing English Civil War. You can still use the fields, the walls, yeah. And all, yeah. all that sort of stuff. So you, you, it, it's lovely work, and I think it's it, great. And it's it's one of the reasons why we started doing the terrain group. To just you know mm -hmm. to show that you, you do these th even something as simple as here's a nice tree I made. Like you make a nice tree, all of a sudden, like that tree is like, you know, it's the oak tree on the village green or whatever. It's an important tree. When you've made half a dozen of them, it just becomes a tree in a forest. It's whatever goes on. And, you yeah. know, yeah. Warren has made some absolutely stunning trees on, <laughs> on his, his table as well. Well, thank you very much. I think ooh, we'll just double check that is Warren. Yep, that's it. One. Well, thank you very much for joining me on this bumper episode of the gallery, Ben. Uh, hope it's oh, been as well. much fun as you as to see how uh, fun and interesting it is to chat about everybody's or inspiringly painted work in the audio format. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been brilliant. It's been a real treat to to actually really focus on. Uh, on some of it, and because I see it as it as it goes past on the on the group, and I like I like to comment and and appreciate it at the time, but to, to really sit down and have a look at it and think about some of the, the techniques and the time that's gone into it, it's been um, it's been really nice. Yeah, so thank you for the opportunity, Tom. Well, thank you very much. 
Uh, yeah, so listeners who are listening to this in audio land, you've probably got this uh, earlier than the people who will watch it on YouTube because I'm guessing it's going to take me quite a while to make the YouTube video of it as it was nearly two hours long. So <laughs> we will be back next week with a episode with the return of Andy. Until then, everybody, please share your work on the Hobby Sport Group. Check out the Hobby Sport Group terrain build on both on Facebook and like and review us on iTunes and subscribe on Spotify. That's where you listen to us. All the best and we'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.